Hey, DeepCast listeners, this is Trevor Twining from Niagara Podcasters Network. If you want other local Made in Niagara podcasts, then head over to Niagara Podcasters Network. Our hosts are sharing stories and podcasts that are made for Niagara and by Niagara. Hope to see you there. You can find us at niagarapodcasters.org. Mr. Derek Vienhoff. He's better known as Deke. Drinking liquor with DJ Deke, we out laughing. Yo, Deke. Oh, hey guys, welcome back to the Decast. I'm here with uh, one of the most anticipated guests so far with this project, Mr. Hauser Jr. Oh, wow. Thanks a lot. That's welcome. quite an intro. That is, yeah. I uh, I don't have your CV up or anything. I, maybe you can help us out with that and give us a whole bunch of your, your history. Like, wh- Why don't you start off with like where you're at now? Because uh, it's been a while since my collegiate days. Yes. You're not at collegiate anymore, are you? I'm not, but I'm still in the city. I've been... Um, teaching at sir winston the last five years but the uh first 10 years of my career the uh the ones that shaped me were at collegiate and where i ran into you yeah yeah we crossed paths a couple times yeah twice i believe twice i I believe i had you twice yeah yeah. i'm gonna say i want to say grade 11 and 12 if i'm correct yes you are and i believe it's grade 11 math ah this is where i don't think i was in your math class really I think I had your dad for math. Okay. And then I did take a data management in grade tw- the second round of grade 12 that <laughs> was uh, Harris. So did you two rounds of grade 12? I did like one and a half. Okay. That, okay, because I know we had it twice, and uh, I happened to have your marks here. No. Yeah. You're this kidding, is, right? Uh, this is your grade 12 view. You just it's, pulled my record. Yeah. You pulled my permanent record? I did. I still Don't worry. Have... I got dirt on you, too. I know. <laughs> I saw it there. I good thing I came here ready. You got 78%. Ooh. 2005, 6. So oh, this is... That's close to 80. Yeah. Yeah, it was close to 80. And I thought, why didn't I bump it up? So I'm looking. You. you got 81 on the final exam. So this Ooh. is... This was vicious. But I think it's your independent study I'm looking at here. That uh, independent study yeah. is th- what it, remind me what that is again. Uh, that's probably you chose a novel. Uh, is that Catch 22? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's do you, do you that's still the have one? my copy. Of mm, I well, well I'll take a look at the bookshelf later. <laughs> yeah, it could be there. Yeah, um, here, here you go. Thank I've, you. I've been pouring over it. Let's check this out. Still, yeah. uh, okay, I apologize. It's early in my career. Ooh, you you I, probably would have got an 80. Maybe no. I got here. I got a test. I got a twenty four percent on a test. Ooh, that's yeah. the first test of the year. It must yeah. not have been a strong start for me. No, it was a we. It's the Stone Angel. So clearly not a fan of Canadian literature. Okay, but we could see that your Shakespeare interest really peaked, peaked. there. Because yeah. then I went up Stone Angel. I went up to fifty five. And the next that's day, that's right. Then I then you I start climbing. Oh, then I got a dip. Where's seven? Well, you didn't Hamlet hand in essay. your Hamlet prep. You just needed to show me what you're gonna do. I remember that. that actually... I was never good at prepping. No, never good at the um, the prepping. No, but take a look at your midterm exam Let's on the see. fly. Ninety six percent. Wow, look yeah. at that. December nineteenth, Christmas well, was coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could always ask the question, why does it say December nineteenth? Because that's not midterm. But uh, oh, I'm hoping okay. I. Just forgot to enter it. Yeah, you make something up there. But yeah, yeah, I took a hard dip with the not handing in the prep for for Hamlet. Yeah, that's okay. What? So seventy-eight. There you go. Yeah. Pretty average. Median seventy-nine. So just shy. Just shy of median. But I, I think if you were to retake it, 
You'd be, you'd be definitely. Can I, take, a, can I retake it now? <laughs> I'm teaching a grade twelve right now. I can send you the stuff. We've changed novels, so hmm. you know you might it might pique your interest. So Hamlet. So we did a lot of Shakespeare stuff. That's what. Yeah. Do they still do all the Shakespeare stuff? Is that we still? do, we do. And I, I uh, hate to admit, I'm probably teaching the same questions. Really? Well, no. Let's. I'm not admitting that. I'm, I might be. I right. Right. Allegedly, or allegedly, supposedly. So, yeah, okay. Well, that that's interesting. Well, I guess I have to counter. Okay, with, uh, fair yeah. enough. I'll just pull your um, rate my teachers uh, score. Oh, I'm totally unfamiliar with that site. I never check it. <laughs> you got a uh, your average is four point nine three based on five. Okay, so that's that's like that's almost as good as your midterm exam or something. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but you got a straight across the board five here for easiness, helpfulness, uh, clarity, and knowledge. And the yeah. guy says, man, one of the funniest people ever, exclamation point. The jokes he made are honestly comedy club worthy. Such a great teacher. One of those really funny nerds that has a yeah. heartbroken from high, that is heartbroken from high school. And now a hipster that teaches math and English. Truly the epitome of humor and yeah, that one was shockingly close to the bone there when it talked about the heartbroken. Like, did right. I? How, how much did, did I tell know? my? I have a feeling I tell the same stories every year to class. Maybe. So, yeah, and uh, one of them says uh, golf's the best. So my father, who uh, he's been retired for uh, twelve years now, no, ten years, and he was Hauser Senior. It Hauser said senior. that's unfair because that rating was meant for me, and I should uh-huh. have a higher rating. And so. That's true. Well, but, why didn't they rectify this? Can't you contact? Can we contact uh, my teacher and get them? To- we we could, but I like the four point nine three. So uh, you know, how how's your senior's long retired? He can just let it go. He should love it. To let go four point nine three. Yeah, because yeah. nobody's perfect, right? That's right. That's right. But so you don't do the golf jokes? I don't. No, he's more of a pun master. Yeah. I uh, I don't like planning out my jokes. Yeah. So it tends to come to me. In class, and that sometimes works, and then sometimes, sometimes it Backfires. doesn't. But that's like all yeah. jokes, right? That's right. You got to just go for it, and so you either it's a hundred or zero. Yeah. Well, this is this is amazing. How did you pull this record? Did you have to like hack into something and like Mission Impossible into uh, a records room, or do you just pull it up online? I <laughs> I I have a program called Markbook, and it's been what I've been using since two thousand and two, but the two thousand two two thousand three records are empty. So I could only go back to 2004 is where I found you. Or 2005. Yeah, so yeah. you couldn't go back to grade 11. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find the grade 11. So that's why. So I have this feeling. I, your grade 11, huh? I have this feeling it was not a very good mark. Uh, I think I probably, I think you're, you're probably correct. Yeah. Grade 11 is where marijuana entered my life. Right. So that could explain um, the distance y- yeah. I felt. No, I don't want to demonize the plant itself. No, no. I'm just saying... For me, I can be honest and open and say that probably when I got around that point, I felt a little more lazy. Now, I don't right. know if that's because of the plant and the effects on the biology or if it's because of sometimes school is generally boring and the weed makes you think other that's things right. are interesting. That's right. And, uh, yeah, sometimes school is boring. Sometimes. Uh, but if you're getting paid went to be there, as I tell the kids, it makes everything worth it. But... For, for them, you, you mean? Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> for them, they just their eyes glaze over. Yeah, yeah. What What have you found over the years is the the one thing that that you see in interested kids? Like, is it just 
What gives them? A, is, is it people that you see that are born with that interest, or have you seen it? Have you seen it sparked in kids? Uh, I've seen it sparked. So there's some that come in deeply interested already, but some of them are already they have goals in mind. So I'm kind of sometimes I'm kind of in the way of it. So they see me as they're just trying to figure out a way to to get me to give them a really high mark so they can get to where they're at. So they're Apple. Yeah, they're kind of scary. It's almost like they're, um, I don't want to use the word sociopath, but there's there's something there. But there's others who are genuinely interested in the subject. But there's there's others who you'll teach a novel to, and suddenly it's like they woke up. So for, you know, go to go back to your grades there. Yeah. The Stone Angel uh, is popular with teachers, but students often hate the book because it's boring and it's about an old lady who's okay. looking back on her life and... And then suddenly you might do something else like Shakespeare, and suddenly you wouldn't think it, but suddenly a student's interested in a. Do you now? Now that's interesting, right? Because do you think that my marks there, the, the seventy-nine to eighty-four, reflect my interest in Hamlet, or, or would it? Could it be just a coincidence of the time, it, or whatever? Yeah, it could, could be, be other I'm, factors. Could be other factors. Stone Angel is pretty tough to read. It's just boring. It's boring. It's totally yeah. boring. Yeah. And uh, I never taught it again. Yeah. You unfortunately got to be there for, and I afterwards <laughs> said I'll never teach this again. So Shakespeare, what is it about? You think it's the the the, the origins of the great story arcs and character and, and moral, just just um, like to be or not to be. Those kind of questions is very philosophical. Yeah, like, number of things like that that make kids interested. I think it's the language of oh, okay. the of the play itself, and so within the language is all the is the thought is is the things that matter. So there's the story and. You know, it's a tragedy. They're all going to die. Yeah. But the whole play is about, um, a big part of it is Hamlet just speaking about what it is to be human, his struggle with it. And sometimes it feels like this plot is just kind of in the way of him just struggling with life itself. Yeah. And there's something about that where if you kind of give it breathing space in the classroom, the kids... uh, They get immersed in it? They get immersed in it and they find it interesting. So it, it Shakespeare can be easier to teach because people will just enjoy it even though the language is is very strange but after after an act people seem to be into it and there's lots of murders and deaths and stuff there is oh yeah and there's a lot of dirty jokes if you if you want to point it out to the class some of them are so bad you just have to let them catch it yourself Huh. Themselves. So, what's the thing about Shakespeare? Was he a real specific guy, or is there like uh, myths and legends that it was like a different guy, or is it multiple uh, group projects? That's or... a good question. We, uh, at my current school, um, my head of department uh, would be fine with me saying this. She believes that someone else was Shakespeare. But someone else, yeah. as in who? Did not look know. like that guy? Or was like a it, woman? It was like Christopher Marlowe or something like that. I, uh, so, I, so Shakespeare was a pseudonym? or Yeah, but I, I don't... I mean, she's got her reasons, and she's much brighter than I am in terms of uh, her studies. But I, in mm-hmm. general, I'm, um, I just... I, I don't buy it at all. I I also think Lee Harvey Oswald killed JFK, and that was it. So. Okay, so he killed him. He went downstairs to grab a Coke. And then they found him yeah. drinking Coke. Yeah. And it was just a rifle from the window. That's right. And he was in collusion with what? The Russian? He was a communist sympathizer? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't I, read the, the books either right. on it. I just like I hear know. tidbits. This is like everything today in my life. Today, even just like, just just reading the news, trying to read the news in the morning. And you're like, everything's so fast now. And everything's yeah. got so many different sources. Yeah. Uh, 
it'll you'll lose yourself in it. Andrew, it's hard to know what the truth is. You so. find no conclusion in the end. Yes. It's just an ongoing discovery. That's right. And uh, the, this is why I believe there's only one Shakespeare. <laughs> but uh, I noticed today I was reading the newspaper and saw that they're going to try to outlaw broofing in St. Catharines. What is broofing? Broofing is where um, university students generally... But anybody could. Uh, they go on their uh, roof to drink beer and oh, have a party. Oh, they combine beer with roof. That's right. So that was so when you say news, all I could think about was roofing. But that's what I learned today in the news, and it's uh, haven't they been doing it forever? Or is roofing? Here's what I want to know: Is roofing just a new term for something they've been doing? I think that's an it's a new term for something we've been doing for <laughs> millennia. Millennia. So, millennia. But once university students start ruining things, I come from the old Glenridge neighborhood, and so. We're always looking for a way to right. keep those students uh, quiet. We, right. We well, got a girls... always throwing cans and stuff. Yeah. And things. I got a girl's sorority next door to my house. Oh, boy. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to live on Strathmore with a couple of university kids. Yeah. I was out of school. No, I was in Did... school part-time at Niagara, yeah. but they went to Brock. Yeah. And so it was it was cool. We uh, People I didn't know met yeah. them the first time and then had like a great school year. It was their last school year. Yeah. So I... Yeah. So there. Just, so then you guys. Didn't I know broof. the area. Oh well, we didn't roof. We that they might have roofed. Okay. Not on our roof, but maybe right. on a other right. local roof. I don't know. Could be. Right. Sure. All right. We'll that's get good. them on here, and we'll get we'll get right. to the bottom of that. And then if you don't confirm any of that, then we can't accuse you of going on collegiate roof or anything. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Glenridge, full university. Are most of them yeah. behaved? Is there, uh, is there, oh, is there an right. epidemic the of girls, uh, girls' sorority next door, or just in yeah. general? Oh, yeah. Well, it's pretty loud. They they're um, they like to do uh, if uh, during some of the rowdy parties they'll uh, they'll do karaoke, and oh. so the more offensive part is just the sound of their voices. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not so bad. But the neighbors are definitely you know everyone's aware of it. And what's with know. young people and when social situations having to be loud? I know. I uh, uh, that's, it's just it's just alpha male or alpha female type things like yeah. just attention. Basically, humans want attention, especially when they're inebriated. They yeah, just they, get louder. Yeah, aggressively. yeah. I'm no doctor, but I, I've I've seen that before. <laughs> the correlation yeah. is there. Kind of right. makes sense. It's yeah, like the classroom. So um, we did Shakespeare in your class. What else did yeah. we do? King Lear was Shakespeare. No, uh, or, no, no. Yeah, that. King Lear was. Did we do King Lear? I, th- I think that I might did have been your, another year. Maybe yeah. then. Then I did teach you twice. King Lear. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think I'll teach that again. Also boring? No, it's just about it. It's about an old guy dealing with life. Yeah, and kids, so, the, the high school kids don't understand his I perspective. Don't, I, I think there's something to Lear where the older you get, the the easier it is to uh, identify with what he's struggling with. It's like the Homer Simpson and Bart Simpson thing. When you're young, you watch The Simpsons, you identify with yes. the Bart-centric episodes. When you get older, you slowly identify with the Homer. Right. Right now, you realize that the show is really about Homer Simpson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's right. So, I mean, in King Lear, there's a scene where they put out a guy's eyes. I always have tough, uh, tough time with the violence, but mm. I did teach Fight Club last semester. So, oh I, really? Oh my gosh, Fight Club, classic movie. Uh yeah, the book also. The book also, but um, yeah, I, I'd rather kind of steer clear of some. So, of how these did things. you get into um, introducing newer material like that into the courses? Because I don't think we did. Much no, we didn't. We didn't stuff. do much current stuff at all. The current um, movement in uh, English, anyways, is student choice. So they want you to be able to choose your books. I mean, in the end, we choose your own adventure. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's so no they, goosebumps books. No goosebumps books, but there'll be things called literature circles where you get to choose 
they'll give you five choices. You choose one. That's but interesting. That's it's a, in, that's good. Do you like it or uh, no? Okay. I, I don't. I I appreciate it because there's like you said earlier, there are moments uh, when uh, the spark you can see in the kids' uh, eyes, and when they get to choose their own book, there is moments where maybe about a fifth of the class is really into it, and it makes a huge difference. And then the other eighty percent are just totally. Um, so sorry, uh, they choose for who? For how many kids? They, they choose their own. They choose their own. Individual. So they'll be in a group of four or five, and they oh. do these literature circles. But what it ends up being is students who read the same book getting together and talking about it. But uh, as uh, I'm a bit old school, as I, I like to kind of direct the instruction and guide someone through a text. And so if it's the students doing it, they're going to kind of keep uh, at a certain level. And they might not know. Like they might not things. go in depth with it enough, that's, like with the th- thematics and things. Yes, like, that's okay. right. And so, but I mean, I have colleagues who say, yes, they do. It's just that I'm a control freak and uh-huh. I have to let it go and I, I don't like chaos. So, but these are aspects of um, learning to be a great teacher as you go along in your life, like yeah. adjusting your techniques. That's and, and right. Nobody just sets out with a path that's perfect at the beginning and perfect right. at the end. You kind of do it as you go along. Yeah, that's right. right. And so you'd see uh, how I taught you in 2005, 2006. Over a decade ago. Over a decade ago. Yeah, I was 30. No, I wasn't. I was 20. I was 29. Damn. I'm 28. I'm turning 40 in a few months. Wow. Yeah, I'll be 29 in June. So I'm the age right now you were when you were teaching That's right. Wow. Time only goes in one direction. This is a problem. Existential crisis. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so I've changed. I think I would teach a lot differently, and I, I am going to try doing the literature circle. So I'm, I'm trying to do things that make me uncomfortable. And then, right. And so, um, yeah, what I would do, I would not do, uh, I'm even looking at that, it's a little <laughs> bit embarrassing to see what I marked and how I marked it. And, mm-hmm. and But you change as you go. I, I mean, that's the important part. Is you, you know, I made the joke about doing the same Hamlet questions, but I don't. I couldn't do that. Well, that's I guess that's how you yeah that's how you create the best best teaching method just changing and adapting. Right. What do you think about the general idea of marks and marking systems in sort of Western education? Or I guess you would say global education because they're all it's mostly around the world based yeah. on the same concepts, right? Marks and, and tests and intervals of time where you study a certain thing and then you get tested on it for memorization and basic like yeah is that how yeah, it, yeah yeah that is how it works. Yeah. It still is how it works. We try really hard to. To say we don't do that, but it's still. Do you think it's changing? It is. It is changing to a degree, but it's still that. Found, not drastically. Not yet. drastically. I, th- I think sometimes we advertise like it's a drastic change. Sure. So we emphasize process more than we used to. Yeah. But in the end, is it more PR in the way? Sometimes I think so. Like um, yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about Finland, I think. Everyone I was just going to say, Finland. I was watching the Finland. Ken uh, Robinson yeah. TED Talk. He's got oh. all those education TED Talks, and oh, yeah. he brings up Finland. Like, uh, It's those um, those Scandinavian countries are always brought up, yeah. whether it's education or crime or different. It's always or drug enforcement. Yeah. It's always like, well, look at what look at Portugal. What Finland, yeah. well, Portugal's different, but for <laughs> drugs, it's always Portugal. Yeah. And then for education, yeah, it's Finland, Finland. and uh, prisons, too. It's like... Some right. I don't know some of those countries. Yeah, it's tough. Apples I mean, and oranges. Apples. Yeah, you're right. But it is tough. It's still a judgmental, vicious system. I think the 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 North American education yeah, system. I really feel I I um I, I cried when I got my first seventy. No, not oh. that. But like when I grade nine, because yeah. grade eight I had like eighties and nineties. Yeah. yeah. And then when I got to high school, 
um, right off the bat, I wasn't like skipping class or smoking yeah. weed, which came a little bit that later came on. Grade eleven, but that's right. I was really trying. Yeah, and I, I, you know, because I didn't have that much problem in, in problems in elementary and, and yeah. whatnot. When I got to to high school, I, I was like upset, visibly upset, when I got like a seventy something. Yeah, because I was like my own yeah. pressure or parents' pressure, sure. or just whatever. That I don't know how you articulate fully that experience, mm-hmm. but some kids don't give a shit. No, they don't. But About the 60s or 70s. You still right. pass. That's great. That's right. And that usually comes after they've um, they've kind of numbed themselves to the pain of being judged. Mm-hmm. And Like uh, in university, some, a lot of first-year university will, oh, I got a 65. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I did it. Like, that's I mean, I, I still got to stay in my program. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, that, and that's some of them. They'll, I mean, it's um, – but I think about those grade nines. I'm teaching a grade nine English class right now. I'm, I was teaching all math for the last couple of years, but this year oh, I'm okay. all English. So mm. it's um, – you can see tears early. They compare their marks. And, and for all the efforts we make to pretend that it's not a pecking order, they do it right away. And, and you could feel kids who, who feel they're not good enough. And then they, So you mean a pecking order amongst the, the students. students? Yeah, right away. It's and, interesting because you don't always see that verbalized by them or yeah. shown by them. But you're saying that there's definitely a just in the air of the social That's right. Well, they just start grabbing each other's tests and comparing. Yeah. I mean, it's... Maybe my current school is different than my old school, you know, but, but there is in grade nine, there's this, uh, there's a lot more hopefulness till the first test comes out. And then, and then the danger is, I mean, so if you're in tears from your first 70, mm-hmm. then will you try as hard the next time? And then, it, and then how does that determine, you know, the, the rest of your academic mm-hmm. career? And then that's also affects your choices in the future. There's all these things that go yeah. on. So I know when... A change I've made in math for grade nines and tens is I let them retest. I don't care. I so I mean to a degree. I mean there are the the ones who get ninety who want to keep going, and I just yeah. I just kind of I don't do it for them. But I I just I don't say no. But I, we just kind of I just kind of avoid them. Yeah, there are definitely those students who have to get a hundred. There was I don't know if yeah. you remember Paul Park was a, was a phenom at collegiate. Yes, yeah, I he was. Like a yes, one hundred uh, average. He did. I know he was on. Unst- it, it's tough. Sometimes. You got your Dan Kims. You got your yeah. Zach Williamsons. You yeah. got your Taylor McClendons. But I mean, uh, oh yeah, you know, good good shoutouts there. Our, uh, yeah. Taylor McClendon. Yeah, that's Taylor right. McClendon, uh, PhD, yeah, getting yeah. that f- final uh, reps in for his PhD, and then he's uh, on to next bigger. That's right. Thing. Was he in that class with us? Um. No, because he was a year he's younger, younger me. He's one of my yeah. best friends from childhood, though. Oh, good. Like, we talk every day. We play video games oh, every good. day. Oh, yeah. good. Well, you know, pass on my greetings if you're out there. Oh, yeah. He'll be listening to this. Oh, he's good. been on here twice. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, well, next time, let me know. We'll go for a beer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, a lot of people were excited that you were going to hop on here because uh, it's just so funny. I want to get more uh, people like collegiate teachers on, too. Like oh, yeah, every, yeah. McBride is a big one. Everybody's he's, talking about McBride. Yeah, I, I haven't seen him around in a long time. He's out there. He's he is out, out there. There's I, been I could, sightings. Yeah, well, I mean, I could put out my uh, my people to yeah, try yeah, and yeah. find him. Yeah, so you yeah. let me know. Yeah, all my, my my people and your people will intermingle. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, so I mean, uh, Taylor McClendon, no, he would not get a retest. I mean, he would try, but I would avoid him. Sure. But if you got a 68 on a quiz, then I hey, would t- try I, to get an 80 or 85 yeah, or 90. I would actually call your parents to tell them that you have to come in. And you'd have to retest. <laughs> on a Saturday or something? No, because no, then that then I'd have to work. Uh, yeah, okay. but I mean, you want to try to get... Now, I'm, tr- I'm really trying to get students to um, to not give up. But it's still a system that still judges. And still mm-hmm. there's still the exam. And so I don't know if it's totally wrong, but it is tough because the it's hard to reconcile 
yeah. things. The world is a strange place. I, I was listening to Sal Khan, the guy who made Khan Academy. Oh, yeah. It's like, um, you know, he's like time top 100 interesting or influential guys, like yada, 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 Bill yeah. Gates money and all this yeah. stuff now because um, just the idea of online learning, video, like a chalkboard style, voc- just one-way conversational learning, which obviously has its its pitfalls and differences from group discussion and teacher-student relations, yeah. all those things. But, um, you know, he was talking about the fixed uh, the fixed uh, time period to study something with a variable yeah. outcome versus a variable time to study something with a fixed outcome, which is mastery of a subject. Right. And that's an interesting thing to compare is that in schools – that's this is what we do. We you have this month we're going to be studying this, or this week we're studying this, and at Friday there's going to be a test. Exactly. And then you get your mark, yeah. and then it's showing you that there's gaps in the knowledge. That's Somebody right. has a seventy three. I get a seventy eight. Right. That means twenty two percent is my gap. That's right. Now how do you identify right where my gap in the no, in the, which? Well, then you look at the breakdown that Mr. House yeah. gave me. I guess my yeah. <laughs> pitfall you can was him. Down there in the results, right? See, well, there you go. Yeah. And I guess this is what they're trying to do with this particular section here is to break it down by each section. And here on on, on exams, right. I got I did this. On midterms, on te- that, but that's not even really breaking down my no, gap it, in the it knowledge. Does it, exactly. And this right. is the problem is that we don't um, – the good news is the, the, current, uh, the current pedagogy is to try to find those gaps. And so there are people who are doing that hard work. And it is hard work because it's hard to figure out where – the students at it's hard to get a student to admit where yes. things are going wrong. Sometimes you don't even know what it is, and so as an educator, you really need to try to figure that out. But more opportunities is the way to go. Yeah. Um, but all that is true. What the guy said. But you're saying comment. you're saying um, regardless like that that is true. But that's yeah. still it's the job of the teacher to be part of that system and to act yeah. within that system We're to s- to make it better right right and but that system is still there there's still june it's still approaching. a flawed system there's still it is still a flawed system because it's what, all about june what so, percentage of teachers would you say sort of agree with you that that's like is it like 90 percent of teachers think it's flawed in one way or another i know they no. strike for money in different yeah that's right we do yes but uh, but as far as the structure and and kids learning goes is there many many teachers that 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 think that way that there needs to be certain reforms there are i mean it, i think but it's sort of like an it's sort of like a leftist movement where you ask them what it should be and we'll all give you different answers and so i i don't even know what the answer is i just kind of feel you know like hamlet i know something's wrong yeah but you can't quite tell I what can't it is quite tell what it is there's there's uh you remember lord of the flies yeah remember uh is it simon who says uh he says something along the lines of it just uh things just go all something goes all wrong there's there's some reason he can't quite put his finger on it but you know oh i think it's lord of the flies who tells him that oh, okay. you know i what there's something there's something wrong but i can't put everything's my finger terrible on it. everything's <laughs> that was the theme of my last episode with my buddy james shout oh, out gee, james well, down yonder yeah but, things uh, are things are still good but there is a so i think in the midst of it i recognize there's a there is flaws in the system the system is what it is right now so yeah. i'm working within it and so you try to do your best to give some grace in the midst of it to try to give them some hope and hopefully every mm-hmm. once in a while it, there is sparks and then when you see that spark you want to try to yeah go with it yeah, I I guess from my high school memories, I just you get it. It's the whole cross section of society. It obviously, goes to right. school, so you're seeing every kind of kid. You're seeing kids who are interested, kids who are not, yeah. kids who are screwing off at lunchtime, not coming back to class, or yep. whatever. Like, 
or the kids that uh like we were saying the the ones who cry about their marks they're just, they're just oh, so yeah. into it yeah and then yeah i just you wonder where the connections are faulty as far as moving from the elementary to post secondary like all right. the way through and then to the job market and like there's right. so many flaws and it's there hard to are, it's hard to it's right. hard to have a concise theory of yeah. everything when it comes to education and, and jobs and say this is the path that creates a person who not only gets a job but is right. has success personally is fulfilled is happy da 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 that's right it's so hard to pinpoint that but you may i mean that's you you put it perfectly because there is no theory of everything right except you know we have the movies we love and right now the math movies talk like to talk about Theories of everything, quantum. Yeah, whatever, it's always whatever um, that what's even the, means. what's one example of a recent one? I can picture this this the typical almost like Beautiful Mind. Of like yeah, guy. yeah. There's a theory of everything about Stephen Hawking's. Uh, uh, yeah, it yeah. Was, oh, I turned it off. I didn't. What, it, like, what is it about them? They just try to make them so dramatic and mysterious, or yeah, something. And like yeah. they're gonna find the theory of they're everything at find the end, it. and it's and it means so much, and it speaks to your heart and your soul. It, because just, once you find the theory of everything, don't you just by definition go back to separating things into other theory? Like, it's kind of like I don't know, like spirituality or religion. It's like totally. once you find the grand pinnacle of things, yeah, it's just like a, a mirror or some sort of. Um, vortex to looking at then everything separate again like the universe right. you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean yeah it feels like you get to the end of 2001 and there's a baby or there's a guy old guy in the room and then you realize you've watched this movie for three hours and have no idea what any of this is about <laughs> but it, it's and yeah. i feel like there's um well so i mean you're talking about education and okay the link between elementary and high school mm-hmm. and then to post grad and then the job market but yeah. there the, i think it comes down to there is no theory of everything yeah it's and an individual so it's individual case, and yeah. and the job market changes and so we're we're trying to prepare people for a future we don't yeah. even know what it looks like we have some ideas but what, what do you do about kids who don't know i mean every kid i guess mostly doesn't know what their future holds right. in that sense, career sense because for, for me um uh, no offense to, to to shout out to Mr. DeLuca, the guidance counselor that my in my career at the collegiate, but I didn't maybe I didn't seek it out enough some ca- like career right. advice and guidance. Like I know that the, the guidance counselors are there and they they did interact with the kids and they right. did do they they spoke right. at assemblies and they got pulled you in the room to check out here jump on the computer see what you'd be interested in. Right. There's there's measures being taken, but you wonder how much more could be done to stimulate. Because and I don't know if it's a fault of you know teachers or faculty or what or if it's a joint fault from the students. Right. I I think it's uh, I think about myself. Uh, so when you mentioned you didn't you didn't know what you wanted to do, and I th- and uh, so when I teach my classes, I'm always trying to teach myself. I think that's kind of what I'm striving for, anyways. Which makes it tough when you're everyone learns differently. But I'm I'm looking for a young Billy Hauser. And trying to reach out to him because right. he's hurting or whatever. It's my therapy. Yes, according to the the biop, the bio yeah, from that's, the that's Raymond right. Teachers. His heart got broken. What? <laughs> How did he make it? The, the uh, but I didn't know what I wanted to do in high school, and I was full of so much fear, and I was full of so much doubt, and and all these dreams that are more based in something that's planted in your brain by the culture. So I, d- I knew one thing. I did not want to be a teacher because that's what my dad did. I'm not going to become a teacher. I'm going to do something else. Maybe I'll be a professor of biochemistry. I don't like either biology or chemistry, right? But I thought it sounded cool. Then I thought I would become a pastor. So I was in seminary. Nice. And then I, I that was for my master's. But then I stopped that. And um, 
So then I had no idea what to do, and I was had a four-year degree in math and English, and then I went to teacher's college because I had no other idea what to do. Okay, so it was kind of a last resort. It was a last resort. I must have had it in my head because the only things I liked were math and English, and I knew that teaching was possible. Little mm-hmm. did I know that that, it's, uh, that door was was barely open, though, to get a teaching job is tough i just got really lucky is it as tough as it is now as it was when you it's were worse now it's worse I, now yeah i got in just at the right time there's a giant list right there's I a giant list if i was on the list i don't know how i would have survived i don't know if i would have survived it but i'm being on the list and having to wait and just having an interview i got really lucky in the way oh, yeah. my interviews i got to interview at the school i was a student teacher at oh, okay and so they already knew who i was so they you know that the question I, I wasn't I, I was lucky. You got lucky, know. yeah. God's well, looking out for me. Hey, there you go. So, but yeah, that. So in terms of asking about, like, I don't. I just assume teenagers don't know what they're they're going to do. No, and but it, they're I, wrapped up in their teenage life. Totally, and that's okay. So I think as a teacher, to remember this, this does matter a lot to them. So you try yeah. to help them out. You try to try to advise them um, to uh, just stay safe. Yeah. <laughs> make make good choices, and then. It, they're going to grow up and they're going to just want to make sure they're in a position. So when that moment comes, they'll be able to move in whatever direction mm-hmm. life is going but to see, take. But you them. have that philosophy and that's what makes you a great teacher. Um, there are some teachers and there is a classic sort of archetype of a, of a uh, the mean teacher or right. like the one who yeah. tries to penalize you for every little thing. And like right. and like it's so authoritarian and all that. There's that cla- – you see it in movies and everything. It's yeah. like – especially in high school, right? It's like, yeah. hey, Jeremy, why don't you put your That's uniform right. right – like, That's right. It's Damn like kids. Th- there are, and, but kids uh, kids are little assholes. Yeah. A lot of kids. A good thing they pay us to work with them. I yeah, always yeah, say, exactly. don't worry. I get paid to teach you. So you can bother me. They're just – I mean I'd rather students were nice. But, yes. but uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And there is, and that's what's, it's got to be tough coming from elementary school where it's, where they coddle a little bit more. And I don't Uh mean to use that. I just couldn't find a better word, but they, they, they're a little more embracing. And Mm -hmm. then in high school is a little more abrasive. Yes. And, and getting that, that can be tough for people to get used to. Grade eight's right where they tell you just, you just wait, you you just wait next year. It's all over. (laughs) It is. And so, and then the first time you use sarcasm on your grade nines and you see that you just pierced their heart and like, Oh no, I shouldn't have said that word. I thought it was funny. And they're so, yeah. Yeah. The mean teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some in my, my time. More are nice than are mean. I think. Yeah. I like like cops. That's right. Most cops are, are wonderful. Yeah, just like every group of people, or every subset, right. or every imp- yeah. There's every... always somebody who's there. Always, and there's someone always working through something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had. Um, yeah, are you familiar with Summerhill School in England? No. It's like um, it was a free democratic school, and it was it was it was a subject of a lot of different um, um, documentaries, and it was actually went to like a court case under Tony Blair where the kids actually went to the into the court and like had to like stand up for their school to to exist and everything. Wow, is that a movie? It, there's a movie Sounds, about it. Yeah. And then there's also some doc- but I uh, one of my grade 6 teacher from Prince of Wales school yeah. uh, moved there. He was always inspired by that so he had a very like open concept kind of learning environment for yeah. us in, in in Prince of Wales. Oh wow. We, um we wrote plays, we had a pet uh, rabbit we made like little miniature oh tree gosh. forts like he, he he was such an outside of the box guy yeah, so then he moved to england and uh started teaching at summerhill became like the one of the higher ups in the organization and then now he um he has a operation that uh helps uh 
people in different countries to start their own democratic schools. Wow. And basically, it's just one of those schools where you don't... It's I guess it's different from charter schools and other and Montessori schools. It's, yeah. it's It has its own sort of definition, and it's... From what I understand, it's just that the rules are put in place by a council of students. Oh. So, so they democratically decide sort of the structure and different things, and, and there's dis, whatever disputes happen between children, they also have sort of a tribunal thing that deals with that. But you don't have to go to class until you want to. So literally, like, kids will be out playing until they're, you know, grade three, grade four-ish years, and then they'll, they'll just, when they naturally are interested in whatever's going on, they'll go to the lesson. Right. So it's definitely a, a isolated thing. It's not widespread, yeah. but someone like my teacher, Mr. Turton, who I had on here, if people want to go, it's like episode two or three. Um, but he talks all about that. And that always just interested me, partly because I was directly experiencing that yeah. when he kind of gave his own version to us. So it, it enlightened me. When I was in grade six, that's when everything kicked for me, when I just got into different subjects and curiosity, creativity, and all that. So. And yeah, you know, when you mentioned that, I think about there's a teacher named Mr. Kelsey. Uh, Phil Kelsey, who uh, teaches in Port Dalhousie now. He used to teach at Connaught, so a lot of collegiate okay. uh, listeners might know him. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, he sounded like this too. It's intimidating as a high school teacher because they have boundless energy. They're coming up with creative things. Yeah. They handle chaos. Yeah. They would do literature circles for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, in my head, I'm like, this sounds like Lord of the Flies. Right? Because seeming, it's yeah. like, uh, it's kind of like a utopia, yeah. idealist vision. But, yeah. but but when you see it sort of, and there's been criticisms of sure. it, just like there's the other types of schools. There's always a criticism, um, how it, it's going to play out. Right. Uh, but all systems, I guess there's something, if all systems fail, so, you know, why not try it? I mean, I don't want to try it because that sounds way too difficult, but... I'm interested in... Yeah, he did start one here in St. Catharines in like the 70s really? on his own. And I don't know... I think it was only for a few years or something. And it was just a small, small version of it. But um, yeah, another example is like oh. we didn't have to do spelling. Uh, uh, if you finished... Or rather, you didn't have to do it at the at the given time. Like if right. you got done your spelling book on Monday, you didn't have to come to spelling class on Thursday because you already did that chapter. You went ahead of the class and did it. You're always doing something though. Yeah. So once right. you're done doing the spelling, you're like, I know how to cursive write or whatever. Right. I'm done. So then you go on to the computers or whatever. You want to go write a play or you want to go well, you know, I, learn I like, something else. As long as you're learning. That's the as key. As long as you're learning. And so it would be really good if we, got, we moved that way in education that learning is the goal. But it is tough. Like, I've heard it talked about sometimes administrators will say, learning, learning, learning. Mm-hmm. And we say it, but then we still need results, accountability, and all those things. And that's to, the system you're t- Yeah. Th- th- that's the just system. the natural aspects of the system that's put in yeah. place, right? Because yeah. the other, what's the other idea? Sort of almost anarchist point of view, right. just whatever. We just have public charter, different <laughs> Montessori. Everyone just go to homeschool, yeah. whatever you want. But we kind of do have the options there for everybody. Yeah, there is. If you have the money, there's options. Right, I if you just, have the money. And, and it's the uh, time. The, the time. And I'm looking at your notes. I see the word Betsy Devos. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I was yeah. looking at the that's Trump's yeah. um, appointee, right? For like, what do you know anything about her? I know a little bit. I mean, I, I don't, I haven't followed too closely. I mean, I follow him on Twitter. I mean, I found out the, this morning he said Obama was wiretapping. Yeah, some, T- but, tap T A P P. Somebody yeah. said that's a sign of a non-reader. Right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that could be true. Uh, the uh, I I do know my friends in the states who work in the system. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the difficulties of it i have friends in chicago and so his uh his wife was a principal and he was an assistant principal that was a v- vp and it just 
it's so difficult for the public system there. And so with options comes cuts, I think. At least that's my uh, really surface knowledge of it. And I just feel for those who... So the criticism of her, she's for cuts that people don't want, things that yeah, they don't want to be Yeah, I mean, she's... yeah. She, also, her husband is a Blackwater founder. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's so much there. It's just so... It's confusing it's, to me. It's, it, it, it's just sad. It's scary. I. Why did she lobby for education reform? Like, what was... Well, I mean, what is the motive of someone who lobbies for education reform, and then is, is she just really interested in education well, reform? Exa- well, or are you more interested in what could be earned through? I mean, um, underneath it, I think there's a if your philosophy lies in a certain way of thinking about um, of the economy, uh, competition is good, and so with competition, free market, free market, and and you know, uh, I don't want to say greed is good because that's just that's that's Oliver Stone's voice, but. Uh, <laughs> But there is something about competition, free market being important. So you think about the English class I talked about. Yes. The way we competition would be good in one way if you believed in that. So I would put out and say, listen, you know, the midterm of and it was and I did tell the classes. Hmm. Uh, the median of the last uh, test was ninety five percent. Holy crap! So at the same time, there's a kid with twenty two percent, kid yeah. with. Uh, 54%. And so how they f- they feel like they've lost. But I'm like, I'm breeding competition amongst the rest. And so it's going to get better, Mark. See, that's true. But I lose these other kids, right? Like, they they know they're never going to get there. They're never going to win. But the competition... So you, you so the idea is save most of them? I thought well, there was no child left behind. Or exactly. That's George Bush. Ex- yeah, well, exactly. And I think it's... And so we need to really think about where we are... Th- where... Do you, uh, well, you can't help... Yeah. You you can only do so much, I guess, if that right. makes sense. But it kind of sounds like it's kind of simplifying what we're saying. But. Yeah, but what I'm I guess what I'm trying to say is that um, that I, we got to be careful where our I have a, a pastor who said to me it might work in practice, but how does it work in, in theory? theory? And that was a I had never heard that reversal, and I thought, well, yeah. So if I'm practicing this way, is my theory that greed is good or competition is important and i don't want that to be the case and so then then that will change how i would view whatever they're doing in the states there i just know the resources are lacking and in chicago there is really horrible things that are going on and kids are dying and and it's such a massive problem that gets simplified by these people in power what, did you see that Michael Moore documentary where he went over to yeah. school systems in other countries? Yeah, where to invade where next. Where to invade next. Yeah. Um, so was that a lot of um, typical Michael Moore embellishment and over-exaggerating things? Or, or is there a big truth to um, th- at least the cafeteria issue, for example, in, in North France. America versus yeah. versus France? Yeah, the delicate, delicatessen um, kit child cafeteria where they get like five-course yeah. like exquisite Michelin star meals and all this thing. I think there's something... There's to something it. to that for sure. Yeah. Educate I, nutrition, um, definitely, and I breakfast think programs, those breakfast kind of things, pro- and they do matter. And I think we should be looking out for the most vulnerable. My feeling is we should be looking out for the most vulnerable, and that should be where my theory is. And then I got to take a look at my practice. Right, right. And that's where even now, as I say it, it's that conviction of okay, you better, you better go talk to. The kid who got twenty two percent, yeah, and, and and so I need to. But how much energy? That's the thing. If you have to go to each one of these kids you're individually, right. there's a lot of time and energy well, and resources. And this is where the issue is: is is you're limited. So if you have, 
and this is the in education reforms if you make um if you put too much pressure on the educator they're not going to be able to do this yeah at least that's how i feel that's when they become a mean teacher that's that is how you become a mean teacher. Tighten up your shirt. That's right. That's Stop how you smoking weed in the hallways. That's no, right. That's, that's, that's how you survive. Yeah, yeah. That is how you. So, and I found myself. I was last semester. I pulled a kid out of the hall and then made him sit in front of my class and then I yelled at him. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. Did he it, deserve it? Oh yeah, he totally deserved it. So you did. It. You slept well that night. I did, but I, you know what? I was. I was. Uh, I was working too much. I started tutoring. Well, yeah. Huh? And then that took up too much of my time. And so I, I realized now that I'm sleeping better. It's And I'm ki- I'm kinder. And luckily, kind of, he ended <laughs> up in my class this semester. So we, we have to work our issues out. It's going well. That's good. Yeah. Um, I, I always remember when I... Uh, this is sort of opposite, to, but an in, this is an individual um, teacher-to-student thing with your dad, actually. When I... I missed a similar thing to where I didn't hand in this uh, project for you. I, I guess I sort of skipped an entire – oh, no, sorry. I didn't skip the test. I, it, it was a time for math test, and instead of showing up to the math test, I went to the library to study because that right. was one step away from running away. Right. It was some, I was still <laughs> on the premise of the school, and I was still some, showing that I'm involved, and I'm somehow, right. I'm somehow dedicated to this test, but I'm not going to show up for it. I'm just going right. to hang out in the library and act like I'm studying for it or really was studying for it, but I, I didn't know the outcome. I didn't know if I was going to be able, you know, my fate was in your father's hands at this point. What did he do? He came down the library and he just, I don't know how he found me. I was like in one of those like tucked away desks. Sixth sense. Yeah. And then he came and found me and then uh, he just politely said something like, Derek, come on, you got to come do the test. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. And I think I got like 42% or something. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. We we can bring up your marks in that class because he has them by hand downstairs. No. He he already... He has an archive? He has an archive because he saw saw a picture of Ron Sexsmith. He said, wait. Ran downstairs and said 50. And he was in his class. I gave him a 50. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, well, we can take a look at your scores. We can go through that. Yeah, you know? maybe one day we should. Yeah. We should. We should, and we'll publish them. While we'll publish them wild, widely on the right. Dcast. So it, was he? Uh, you know, you said he came down to, to to talk to you. Was it a was it a, a memorable moment of kindness or something? Where it, I would say it was a memorable moment of kindness. It was, yeah. it, um, you know, that was his style always. Anyway, though, I don't think he was ever. Mm. Uh, not that I am aware of that he was ever too overbearing with students at all or anything no he wasn't hey yeah he got more sleep than i did too he would never have sat a kid in front of the class and yelled at him you know um the only thing that came close to something offensive that he ever did or abrasive was uh something that he immediately regretted and shook his head at was uh when someone came around to um pick up the recycling one of the disabled students and he couldn't see someone at the door because this person had an impairment where they were shorter than the average person yes and he said uh, he used a derogatory what term. is there a midget at the door yes why do you, how do you remember this because he told me the story oh, i remember and and you had <sighs> stephanie Freilich in the class who ran down to tell her mother he said he it talked so about funny. it he felt so bad he said oh my i opened the door and there she was he immediately his head in his hand yeah but hey, yeah. well, these are the things that happen in life. And at least you get to see a teacher. It's kind of absurdism. Wrong. Yes, absurdism. Yeah. yeah, it's absurdism. A lot of teaching is absurdism, and if yeah. you can recognize it and hear the laugh track, yeah. things go better. Yep. Well, uh, anything else that uh, you think is pertinent that people should know about right now these days? What? What is um? Yeah, 
I don't know. What 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 do people need to be atten- paying attention to right now as far as education and school goes and like kids and learning and what? Sure. Yeah, like what is the thing I'll, that people need to focus on? Well, I'll tell you something I'm concerned about. Okay. TED Talks. Okay. This is this is such a big deal right now. Mm. Um, I don't want to offend anyone, potential listeners, but okay. there are. It is like the and Khan Academy. You said Khan Academy and yeah. TED Talks are sort of the Pavlov's dog bells of our time. I said, oh, ooh, yeah, get him to a TED Talk because ooh. it's a shortcut. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. You don't. Oh, just t- just I sent him to Khan Academy. I yeah. said, well, what? What? No, TED Talk. Let's do a TED Talk. And then so. I watch these TED Talks, and they they're and and I'm um I'm a churchgoer, yeah. And so if you there's there's different types of churches out there, and so you have a mega church, and in the mega church, that's a, a large you know thousand plus church, I'll say for a Canadian mega church, mm-hmm. South Korean mega church is a hundred thousand. That's another story. Uh, the uh, they all do TED Talks. They walk around with the Britney Spears mic on. Yeah, I know they, what you mean. And they do the same type of uh, mannerisms, talking type of jokes. And so to me, it's 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 um, very constructed. And so yeah. when you teach someone to do a TED talk, you're teaching them to behave and to speak in a certain way. And I think we're going to look back on TED talks, and it yeah. will be done uh, through mockery. And <laughs> well, have be- you seen the TED talk that uh, about nothing? There's I, one called um, the TED talk about nothing or something. Uh, and it's a guy doing a basically every line is now I'm going to give an anecdote. Now I'm going to give some exactly. stats that mean nothing and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly, and it's uh, the, uh, the Onion did a great job with Onion Talks, oh, okay. where yeah, you can well, work your way through people, uh, you know, people yeah. talking about how to be predatory as a business manager, but doing it as a TED Talk. That's hilarious, and it's perfect. And that, and so I just can't take it seriously. So people are now they're just going so crazy with it because they feel this is the magic pill that will save yeah. education. Yeah. Kids will do TED Talks. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. And so I I always... But do you think there's some truth to um, totally. some sort of inevitable path where it leads more to online learning and such? But you're just yeah. saying it can't can't just be used as a magic pill at this point. That's right. And and I mean, there's... There might be a gradual transition. It's a gradual, Incorporation yeah. of Things, online learning. Yeah, online learning is happening a lot. And it's like... VR learning. What about that? I don't even know. VR, Virtual I, reality? Well, I just like mean... Avatar um, of Mr. Hauser Jr.? You don't have to go to the brick-and-mortar school, but yeah. Mr. Hauser Jr. hops on his VR system, yeah. and he's there as a chicken, and you're there as some sort of other character, and you can just... Yeah. you got magic powers, and... The, yeah, that would be pretty Maybe that'd cool. be distracting, but yeah, they do podcasts and different lectures like that now. They're, they're testing out with, like, sort of group meetings in virtual reality as far yeah. as... Anyways. Something's happening. Something's changing. Yeah. And I can't stop it. However, I will... At the... the the TED Talks, I will at least be able to, I'll be the one voice in the wilderness who says, this yeah. might not be the best. So my grade 12 class uh, this semester, I'm going to have them do mock TED Talks. That's awesome. So they're going to do King Claudius. They're going to do a TED Talk on how to kill a king. And then the, someone could do a TED Talk on, I'm going to find something else. Like, it'll yeah. be We Do Oedipus Rex, so it'll be a TED Talk yeah. about something to do with it. But it I, I won't be serious. So last semester I had them do, um, you familiar with R. Kelly's Trapped in a Closet? Uh, parts 1 through 26, but parts after the words. I yeah, know, they, uh, they haven't released those on the internet yet. I tried to find them. But uh, we I had them watch parts 1 through 4 before things Classic. got Classic. Uh, parts heated. 1 through 4, um, I believe 5 too is... I think yeah. five is the finisher of that initial set. No, it's one I, through four is the main set. Is five where they shoot the brother, or um, I don't remember now. Maybe I, it's yeah. I, anyways. But yeah, the way, core. Yeah, there's the one of them I stopped because they were copulating, and I oh yeah, want to watch true. that with the class. But the uh, I had them do um, 
Hamlet's Polonius trapped in the closet. That is one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my yeah. life. So they're pretty incredible. And I, I, if I had permission from my students, I will uh, I will even send you some. You should have them do next once you finish that unit. Um, R. Kelly's... Um, there's another one that's... Uh, when you're arguing with your girlfriend. I forget what it's called. We'll look it up after this. Yeah. But it's... Or it's Basically, the whole song is an argument with his girlfriend. Well, that's I need, I need more comedy. So I think we're, we're it's so one of those, earnest. Yeah, yeah, it's great. We're so earnest in, in teaching English, I think, that students aren't ready for that type of earnestness sometimes, mm. I think. They need, they need some freedom mm. to have fun. Speaking of English, what, do you think that um, – do you think that – well, hang on. I want to stay on this online learning thing actually mm-hmm. for a second. Do, is there – how many online universities are out there right now that offer diplomas? Do you know the stats on that? I don't know. There's one called Athabasca, I think, that okay. I know in Canada. I'm pretty sure that's an online. And you can get legit diplomas. Legit diplomas, yeah. And um, do you know what the content is? Is it, is it uh, just videos and, and, and modules and things and yeah. tests? It's I'm not, pretty sure. It's not like an interaction with a faculty I don't think there's – there might be some, but not a lot. I, I don't know a lot about it, but I know I, I've had to do modules through Queen's to get extra – courses to, uh, to do my honors specialist in mathematics um i i prefer i'd i'd rather be in a classroom with human yeah. beings yeah but this is convenient and this there's is, also for like i don't know handicapped people and stuff definitely. like it's a better option for there's, that Why? there's a whole lot of better options for uh yeah if you're if there's any disabilities that are keeping you from being there if you're in a remote area that's why i think vr is a cool possibility because yeah. i Aside from the silly um, idea of showing up as a chicken to your class or some sort of virtual character, it's like there can be that level of interactivity, but you can right. be in the comfort of your own home if you're disabled or right. It's tired. It, it also saves money on infrastructure, and there's ways. Yeah, that it's, well, that's there's always too. that two, two sides too. There, but something about looking at a, a 200 year old university or like Harvard. What's the oldest university in the States? Like Harvard or something? Uh, yeah, maybe. Harvard, You're just Princeton looking at one of those buildings. It's like yeah. there's something, something about inspiring. an old building. Yeah. And like so much went on here. So many famous people went through here. And yeah. da, da, da. So it's like, I understand the clinging to the old institutions, but yeah. I definitely think there's some sort of trajectory that's sort of permeated all areas of life, whether it's like news, technology, like yeah. just family life, like the yeah. fact we're glued to our screens all the time, all oh, that is yeah. kind of showing that there's some sort of inevitable technological singularity that's possibly right. that some speak of that's pulling us towards it. Yeah. And it only cares about itself. It doesn't, our feelings exactly. don't matter. Yeah. It's just autonomous cars are coming because guess what? It saves more lives statistically than not. So yeah. the feelings we have on these things are somehow going to not matter. They were, you're right. We're moving towards something. So in the midst of it, it's like, uh, it's not like playing a violin while Rome burns or anything, but there's, you're in the midst of, there's change. And I sense it. So I'm, I'm just trying to... You're trying to adapt with adapt it. Adapt to uh, it and yeah. try to help people to not be afraid of it and be And to not get too into it right off the bat, right? You're saying like... Exactly. It's like that feeling when I was a kid, not that I'm that old, but I still have a when yeah. I was a kid story. I just went... Because our generation was the last that your friends actually had to come knock on the door with their bikes right. and go hang out. And then, you know, cell phones and then now Twitter and everything. It's it's We lived through the millennials lived through that change. You did. And it was a, a rapid change. And we're, in a weird way, the pioneers of the internet. Like, in some at some mid-90s point, there was just all these young kids were on the internet pretending to be adults or what, or vice versa. Yeah. And it was this weird wild west. It's still wild west, You're but right. it, it's more... It's more defined now what the right. internet is. But it was a Wild West thing. It was the yeah. forums and weird file transfer programs. And, and you made you made 
horrific errors in what people would say because you're only 16 and you would say things that were horrible yeah and then but there was this positive side of like getting information that wasn't in other places and now we got wikipedia yeah yeah but all these things have should be taken with a grain of salt right because like people will say like the criticisms of wikipedia like there's to me honestly wikipedia is probably the greatest source for getting a generalized connected sort of scaffolding vision of something that you want to study or want to learn about i use it maybe you find a book from the wikipedia link and then you go further but you you can't just say like oh you go where'd you get that wikipedia well wikipedia has, has sources and it's like it's it's just information on pages it's not that's right you know, it is what it is. It's not WikiLeaks, which might have a motive that is still. It's releasing things, and you're thinking like these are all good to be released. All these yeah. classified things. However, then you got to see yeah. the criticisms of it. And like, right. there's, there's. Let's be clear. Wikipedia and WikiLeaks. Wiki, yeah, are wiki, different. yeah. And wiki is just a term. So, mm-hmm. and but we've got to a place where wiki, we immediately associate with Wikipedia, even though it's just a, true. You know, whatever, true. Whatever there could wiki, be a wiki even on means. cooking or whatever. And That's it's right. Just a com- compilation of yeah but we're in the midst of massive change and i and i think i am maybe the words reactionary in some ways i always i always move slowly so i'm sure that when i taught you i i use the chalkboard only there's (laughs) no way i was putting up a screen or something so it took me a long time before i used the smart board i still like my chalk and oh yeah i like that interaction i still like the and there's something novel about it but it's totally yeah takes me a while yeah now all kids have in elementary school it's all different uh ipads and whatnot right but, yeah the, so you so you, you seem pretty apprehensive about the whole thing altogether. yeah i know yeah, you're reading me right i i uh they're on their phones all the time I, my students pull out all their thousand dollar devices and teachers will say hey you just take it away from them. like i'm not taking a thousand dollar device yeah that's kid. liability it's liability i don't i you know i so there's blood diamonds I, in those, is. uh, and their parents phones. are texting them anyways, right? So there's their parents are the ones that are texting them in class. That's right. funny. It's it's so we are in a wild west right now with cell phones and and usage, and you got people making huge errors because grade eight kids will do things that they'll regret, but it'll come up in grade eleven. It might lead to a fight in class. Totally. And then there's um, you, you watched Academy Awards last week? I didn't watch it. I saw some of the fallout and recaps, but didn't watch okay, it. Okay, well, there's a moment where they brought in these tourists. It was a big surprise. They're bringing these tourists, and they're going to they're gonna say they're coming to this Academy Awards place, but little do they realize Academy Awards are going on. So they bring them in. It's a big surprise, but you can barely see their faces because they're all holding up their cell phones. Because they're taking pictures and they're stuff? They're taking pictures so, and so video. So where are they from? They're from all over the place. They're just on a tour bus. So they didn't. They didn't know. They that didn't they were know. Going on? They didn't know. There, it was a secret uh, thing where apparently they were just on a tour, and they said, "Oh, we're taking you to this place," and they didn't realize it was actually okay. where the Academy Awards were. So they got there, but they had their phones on the whole time, and they wouldn't take them down. And Jimmy yeah. Kimmel said, "You know what? You're it's all, You can get this." Yeah. And they like, yeah, that's fine. I'm keeping it. And they refused to put them down. I thought, oh my goodness, this is. Yeah. This is well, there's nice. something in our reward system in our brains that yeah. is more rewarded by the instant gratification of the light and that's this the colors from the screen. Yeah. And this, it's a, some sort of direct communication with information. Or not yes. a direct, what do you call it? Not direct communication, but direct sense of information or something. It's this instantaneous feeling. Because when you right. don't have your phone in your, in your, in your face, yeah. you're stuck with your thoughts. Yeah. A lot of people are confused, as they should be sometimes, with the running train of thought. Right. And just the 
I don't know. You, you have to deal with that sometimes. Some people are good at it. Like, yeah. they can just be comfortable most of the time yeah. with their thoughts. Some people, they don't want to... It's just too much. They want to just... These games yeah, and stuff and different text. I want to text that person right now, even if they're busy. Like, I need to... It's, it's too bad, though, because the train of thoughts, get on it. Go with it and deal with it. You know, you're Can a train of thought be demonized sometimes too much? Like totally. It's, it's useful and it's... It's useful. It's life, right? You gotta work it out. If it's going, you know... Things but you don't going... have to identify with your thoughts all the time. Some people no, get don't. wrapped up in them. That's right. Sometimes the things just are there. Just treat you... them as thoughts. They just arise. Yeah. You'll be a great yoga instructor. Yeah, see? Yeah, that's what, my, that's what they say, yoga. You know, they're there oh. to acknowledge them and let them pass. I should do that. Yeah, yoga's yep. great. Well, Carly's into yoga, my girlfriend, and she's... Yeah telling me to do it sometimes it's not my thing yet but hey you said i could be an instruct instructor so you could be maybe i'll be uh, one yeah. of those there's a few steps before that but you can get there. yeah i guess i might have to practice a bit um yeah well maybe kids maybe kids should learn yoga at school too maybe kids With, should have a, like ontario's doing this new pilot project with this this I thought it was at first, I thought it was a whole class on finances, but it's um, just like a module inside of the careers credit. Oh, yeah. They're going to okay. be experimenting on with finances? Them. Yeah. That's great. Taxes, budgets, yeah. uh, mortgages. Because that's one of the things that our our uh, alumni group often talks about. We and didn't it, teach that to you. In no. Life. I mean, and, and I'm just learning it literally I like know. this last year. I'm yeah. kind of like teaching myself. Because when you're a student... You're in debt, so you don't learn about budgeting yeah. and finances that much because there's this psychology of just, well, I know I got this debt, but it's yeah. kind of – it's just a random number. So if it changes up and down, it doesn't really matter yeah. to me. But but then you realize like just to kind of tightening up the screws in your life as you get older and you're like, why didn't somebody teach me this right. back in the day? And that's a good – and that, that's a good Practical criticism. Practical knowledge. Yeah. So if you're doing math, especially if it's grade 11 university stream, we often don't get to the – finance part or we'll spend a day on it and say oh they'll figure it out themselves <laughs> but you know, i mean it's important to know the difference between credit card debt and a line of credit and yeah what and not buying cigarettes not buying in cigarettes. high school exactly because you'll get addicted to that and then you'll be that's a bill and every they, and we every always day raise, it's like 13 dollars. right we always raise prices on this because no one cares nobody about cares the smoker they'll just keep raising it that's all those chemicals though too that's, yeah that's not healthy either People think it looks cool, and then that's it. And it was always in movies and stuff, it so it always seemed cool. It doesn't seem cool anymore. It doesn't seem cool anymore, yeah. I what are the kids... Yeah, is that a... Because I've been out, of, like we said, a decade yeah. since high school. What, I don't think the kids not, Yeah, the, at least I haven't been a collegiate in a... I, I haven't been there for five years, so I don't know what's going... I know at my current school, there's not a lot of kids in the smoke hole. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, we... The, so, I... Because I remember there's... I think there was more smoking... 10 years ago. Although I think that I, seems true. But 10 years before that, there was way more smoke. That seems true also. And uh, and I think about interest rates 10 years ago were way different too. So my interest rate on my home in 2006 was probably 6% mm-hmm. variable. And now it's like two and three quarters. Yeah, I get lost in all that stuff because they say that it's the lowest interest rate, interest rate in is. years. But the, but part, the home prices are Home prices blazing, are crazy. So like, yeah, I don't know how this the current generation, how they're going to own a house. I'm just worried about them. Yeah, the yeah. real estate market is one of the most... I think it's the real estate market is a great um, expose or like an area to study that can enlighten you on how much you don't know about the world totally. economy. Totally. Like and it's so confusing to me. And it, I mean, yeah, it's... They act as though prices go up forever. That doesn't make logical sense to me. Mm-hmm. But there does see, there seems to be a critical point where 
you're we're all just gonna be paying it feels like we're paying rent to banks yeah and so there are the baby boomers did really well their houses shot up in price but it's uh yeah, it's they worrisome lucky. They got lucky uh i don't know the system there's something bad going on right something now. bad uh, i don't know the details either yeah. but i i hear it's uh bankers hedge funds um yeah. printing money it's hard the federal to, reserve yeah it's hard to understand it all but uh, there is a sense inside that you know, inflation that, is a bad thing too right sure you want to infla- keep you want to hedge yeah, inflation sure, inflation's bad deflation's debt, bad country debt country debt's bad Slow down is bad. Recession's bad. That's kind of like me. I understand yeah. things are labeled sort of bad or good, and then I kind yeah. of go from there, and I just try to pay attention, but uh, it's so hard to pay attention it's hard to, to because... And yeah. then it's fake news, real news. Fake news, real news is this thing that uh, really pisses me. Everything triggers me lately. Yeah. Well, how are you going to find truth? Fake news is just a um, Orwellian thing, just like all these other yeah. new... There's these new sayings yeah. and words and yeah. propaganda. Even Islamophobia. Yeah. I, I, I totally. believe that there is racism and there is... Yeah. Uh, and homophobia, even to yep. an extent. Yep. I, there's definitely people who are... Um, who hate certain people because of their sexual orientation or their religion yeah. or whatever but these words i'm worried about taglines and words yeah. that come up and and that's right you know this whole classic thing of the labeling people bigots or nazis or, or islamophobes or whatever it is or labeling someone a leftist when they're not or just these words it's yeah. just like the communism thing back in the day yeah. it's like you're painting a brush over you're painting you're painting someone yeah. with a but the, but inter- yeah but the the islamophobia one in particular is so interesting because it's it's often used by the left toward the rightish right. people because you're trying to we need these labels in a sense because it's a short it's a short form to explain to somebody here's the, i'm going to give you the characterization of this person but then we look at the logical fallacies on the wall behind us and it right. becomes an ad hominem a lot of the times where we're labeling people by one word and therefore yeah. they're all their arguments and everything that they're they're a bad person don't listen to them well, exactly and in the end you're dehumanizing even those who you know, you disagree with, they become your enemy. This yeah. is the problem of Facebook. I mean, that, that, but the great thing with Facebook is this how we reconnect or at, yeah. I think you're DJing at Yeah, Cully's. at Cully's. Yeah, yeah, not there anymore, but uh, shout All out right. to Cully's. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, good times. okay. Where are you DJing now? Uh, no, I haven't picked up many gigs lately. Okay. I just do, I'm kind of like a freelance mercenary DJ guy. A all couple right. of weddings here and there, but I'd like to do another uh, bar night or something, a club night. Uh, shout out to all my DJ friends. Hook me up. Give me an yeah, opening yeah. spot. Uh, He's available. Spin some hip hop sets. I would. I want to do like easy listening sets sometimes. I want to make my own kind of oh. like party where you don't go to drink and ha- get hammered, but you just go and listen to some cool tunes and maybe yeah. it's at a coffee shop or something. I don't know. Something weird like that. All right. Well, you know. Thinking outside the box. Yeah. Hopefully the internet is hearing you right now yeah. and good things will happen. But I was thinking with Facebook, we connected over that and that was great. But then on Facebook, there's this, it's so political, at least so on, political. My, on my walls. And I get involved in it too, but you end up seeing your friends as enemies because you're in politi- politically or different your family realms. members as enemies. Family members especially. And it's, uh, my, uh, my wife is giving up Facebook for Lent. Nice. And so, you know, it's it's it is a way more peace for her, she says, is way more peaceful. There's a practical modern use of totally. an uh, uh, old uh, <laughs> tradition. Right, an old tradition, that's right. Of other people are giving up bread. She, yeah, pasta, that's right. Whatever it is. That's a, yeah. uh, that's an interesting um, Yeah, but it it is uh, we live in times now where it's hard to know what truth is. It's hard it, but I mean underneath it there's a cruelty anyway so great if you know whatever's true but you're mean to your fellow person whether it's a student it, or a friend people call it or... a post truth era yeah that's a 
it's like a, I'm interested in that and what that yeah. means for people because well, there's a there's a postmodern sort of movement at a time, and I teach, these are these French philosophers and yeah, Baudrillard. There's Leotard who's out of Quebec, and then there is uh, there's a couple other these are the Marxist uh, sort of uh, some of guys. them are in Marxist, uh, but it's more of a way of uh, looking at um, you know uh, tenets of modernism. That are that sort of abs- some of the things that we feel are absolutes, challenging them mm-hmm. and saying they're yeah, not. Yeah, and, they're, yeah. and they're really helpful. Like society structures and things totally. like that. Totally. Yeah. And they were, it was meant to give voice to those who are the so-called other. And so it, it's um, that was the sort of the movement. But what ended up happening is um, everyone felt like an other, I think. And so you have people, people of power now using it to their own ends, saying we don't know what could be true. Yeah. And so there and so I teach um don't know postmodernism to the grade twelves now. We we try to do some of it. Yeah, it's difficult because some of the texts are way too difficult for I was gonna to say read. it's it's kind of um highbrow stuff as far as it like is. wrapping your head around it. Yeah, they some of the marks uh might have dropped a bit. So <laughs> I'm gonna we're gonna try it a little differently now. But it's I think it's important for them to sort of recognize that So you're theory. saying the post truth thing idea kind of correlates to postmodernism in the in the sense that um, when you have these challenges of societal structures and new ideas are saying that the science might not be set, it actually has yeah. to do with, uh, what is it called? Um, positivism and, and, um, what's the, and negativism, I guess. And positivism is something like, um, I might be butchering this. It's, 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 it's basically the difference between, uh, cold heart, kind of the cold heart science of right. facts, and then the 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 antithesis antithesis to that, right? Which is that this more of an ethereal sense of like, if I kind of say this thing could be true in this framework, right. then it is true, and I, and I, yeah. I think that has to. You see it in um, uh, various like human humanity studies and stuff, like kind of like yeah. opening new doors to right. study. But then some of the new doors that are open to studies in certain areas. Um, people will come out of those and say these cold hard facts, which are not actually facts, but but they're in their realm. It is, That's and right. then the the kind of original branch of the sciences will be like, ah, I think there is this yeah. biological difference between men and women. I think you're just phrasing that incorrectly. Would you would like to rephrase your statement, sir? Right. Like, and then the pol- pol- politicians are kind of in this area too, be in the sense that they're saying alternative facts. Right, and so and and it's a movement of saying science is just another opinion. Yeah, so you that's denigrate, what's weird to you me. You denigrate science, you denigrate things, and it's um, I come out of a evangelical heritage, uh-huh. and within ours, we we deeply detrusted, uh, or did not trust science because it was so important. How have you the, melded those two uh, spectrum? to the ends of the spectrum in your life? How I is- think that I realized there were other voices in my within my religion that I could listen to. And within my faith, yeah. And so then I realized science was not the enemy, and that you didn't have to what what we held on to as cold hard facts was not the most important thing. And so you're trying to f- kind of find uh, middle ground. Middle. Well, what's the Einstein just, quote? That one without the other is blind, and one without the other is dumb. Yeah, or just a way like you're. This is a means of you're just you're. A, it's a it's based in fear, and it leads to hatred. And um, what, what do you mean, the anti-science thing? Yeah, I think, or yeah. just well, the reason fear, it's fear there. Of the unknown, fear of the unknown, or fear, fear of challenging the certain definitely. ideals and beliefs that we have as a group. Or yeah, this, and yeah. It, and it, and you believe everything so foundational, so that if they pull that that somehow 
your faith, your family, your history, your life is built like a Jenga puzzle thing mm -hmm. or where you pull out a piece and then sooner or later it topples over mm -hmm. and it's a it's a it's a bad way of so thinking. they're saying that's what the fear is from the <laughs> fundamentalist or the evangelical yeah, point of view definitely that makes sense yeah to me. and it's a, it's unhealthy and they're not you're not listening to other voices and keeping an open uh yeah. heart and so uh bruce colburn is a canadian musician has a uh, phrase in one of his songs that says everything is bullshit but the open hand and I think I'm trying to, trying to keep that in my. Uh, the open hand. Does that mean? Hand. So no fist, right? Oh, okay. Open hand. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you're closing that fist, yeah. it's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I, I maybe that simplifies things too much, but it's. Um, I like you know simplify. I heard Adam Carolla say something about oversimplification yeah. the other day, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I oversimplify." That's my Adam Carolla. I like. Yeah, it. I oversimplify, because you want things to be simple. Like people are like. <laughs> I say it yeah. too, and sometimes yeah. I don't want to oversimplify, but often yeah, yeah, we have to. We 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 try to we try to summarize things, and so um, yeah, we live like but we we talk about post truth and all these things. What it, what does come to mind is some we're upset when we hear that term because we haven't we haven't given up on truth. We know there is something true that matters, and so we we really aren't. So with it, when I'm teaching postmodernism. And I and I don't do it that well because it would be tough for me to try to explain what, exactly what I'm doing. But some of it is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I talk to my wife, who's way more knowledgeable about philosophy and jazz and art than I am. But she'll say that we don't even talk about that at university anymore. Like, oh, okay. oh. and I, my friends who teach English at university, they'll say, "What are you? Why are you doing that? We don't do that." So I'm like, "Well, I think it's still kind of helpful. So I'll do it. You don't do it." So yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, but yeah, post truth. It's we live in strange times. Well, it'd be, I think the mixture of the post truth thing and the politicians lying thing, mm -hmm. mixed with the technological addiction that we talk about, and this right. this is seemingly all the, the most. This is like the topics that we talk about on this show, for example, a lot of the times, is like the the mix between those two, the being technologically addicted to yeah. and this fast paced thing. Uh, up to the second news, and then the post-truth thing, where you got these politicians that are just oh, like more propaganda than you've ever seen, yeah, and more side, like more partisan shit than you've ever seen, and yeah. everything is, even the the the, the journalists, like like you, if you try to give in to some of these infowars guys, or if you try to read their yeah. Twitter, and you're like, okay, I, I you're being, yeah. is there a conservative viewpoint uh, there? Are you saying that they're, uh, yeah, I see the problems in Sweden that they're lying about, but I don't see your fully one-sided thing where trump it can yeah. do no wrong under right. you and everything's great that he doesn't and oh li liberals are crying about this today yeah. and it, well you're like it's it, he's still a piece of shit yeah like it's crazy it, even if you yeah. agree with his policies yeah. which are i don't know how yeah. you even describe his policies but yeah. you just it's like there's too many instances of him just being not a leader guy like well and yeah and this is where if his system is set up in a binary fashion and it just feels like they all he feels like ours is you have to no matter what you have to support your person so yeah. if i if i'm a leftist or if you're a, or a, if liberal. a, a liberal whatever yeah. and and your your leader is bad you say but but we get our policies through yeah our all policies that, are going and all through. that matters so you will it's amazing what you're willing to allowed to happen yeah and so we're seeing now there is not even in the states anyways it's so the bold lies and we now see it and now people are saying well so what it's a lie and so now we're starting to see things happen where you know you mentioned orwell earlier like well 
this is it. You know, aren't we going to, you know, come to some sort of new understanding? We're going to stop this, but we're seeing something else. I don't even know how to. And so as a teacher, you know, how you deal with this? How do you talk about it with your class without sounding yeah. political? And yeah. what's not political anyways? Saying you're not political is political. Yes. So. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it kind of trips me out how much I think and talk about American politics. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that, uh, me and Carly that they were just talking like it's just that's just the topic of the day. So there's you're gonna you're inevitably gonna start yeah. talking about it because it's on everyone's mind. It's just yeah. so absurd, like absurdist. Like it's absurd. Earlier. You're right. That's the best way of putting it. And so it almost comes to a point where so um, I go out for breakfast every uh, Saturday with friends of mine. They're older uh, than than we are. So but they, we got into like a heated political discussion last time the best those are the best those are the best and then like i don't want to go for breakfast anymore this is terrible and i love these people but we're like you know now my wife started lent i'm like oh you know and i started checking facebook less and we had a great breakfast today and so somehow we were able to talk about something else see that's part of it too is just hopping away from it doesn't have to be the computer but hopping away from the discussion altogether at some point yeah bill you know you got these guys like bill maher uh, yeah, yeah. Or just, well, I love Bill Maher, yeah. just to say. But, like, I'm, I'm just trying to, I guess, uh, explain these people who have to be so on the ball with information. Like, mm-hmm. Bill Maher, he just, he's a guy that's got to go on TV every night. Or like a Jon Stewart, or all these guys. Yeah. I mean, I know they have writers, too. But to have these panel discussions, which are often great and pretty fruitful, I think. And he has yeah. different viewpoints on there or whatever. Um, and, like, how do these people have a life but also are so involved in right. political commentary yeah, they'd almost have to cut themselves off. You like, imagine find the maybe time? Bill Maher outside is not that interested in yeah, yeah, you know, those true. issues. I don't know. I mean, he's yeah, we, well, yeah. I just saw his recent show last week, but it, yeah, I think you he's great. The way he just, I love when he gets mad and just kind of yells once in a yeah. while. Yeah, it's great. He's so funny, and you know, politics aside, I just think he's funny. I don't care for the, uh, the new rules thing or the monologues. They're not even they're not laugh out loud funny. Yeah. I just like his. He's so fed up with things. I like yeah. that about him. Yeah, there's some, there's something refreshing about seeing someone who's angry in a sort of indignant manner. Like there's something has. You know what's also interesting is a guy like that as an example is that people paint him as either a far left or far right. Like depending yeah. on like if he has Milo Yiannopoulos on, they go, "Well, he's yeah. he's." Yeah. Now he's with them, and then he's talking about Islam, and he's like, now he's with them, yeah. or, or whatever the topic is, they put him in that group. You're like, well, then doesn't that show that he's just open-minded? Well, then and, that, like, yeah, centrist? that would be, yeah, or he's angry at it all, right? He's got, he's just angry I at it all. I think he is. I that's... think he stands up for pretty decent things. Like, um, people will criticize him and say, well, he's he's all about um, the environment, but he flies a private jet, and yada, yada. Well, right. I don't know. I mean, sure. Yeah. You're going to fly a private jet once in a while if you're like a famous... Right, there's all celebrity. The, yeah, there's all. Got to get from point A to point B. You know, Al Gore right. has like a seaside mansion. Right. Yeah, Al Gore's the right. guy, though. He's supposed to be the guy. The yeah, he is. Guy. But yeah. even him with post truth, he, he he embellished a lot of stuff with his yeah, whole. Yeah, so uh, they say. I mean, I I don't know this like this. I mean, the polar I, bear count. They you know oh, everyone used yeah. to say all oh, the polar bears are almost dead, but t- apparently like over the last couple of years has been like a surge. Yeah, yeah. Like, you got this is what I mean. You got to be up to the minute. You got to do your right. own research. Leo DiCaprio is a great example of a guy who won't stop talking about the Ugh. Chinook as though it was climate change. But it, it's it's too bad. It's too bad we have to get a celebrity to do the business of science. And you got George Clooney's all over Darfur. And then you got yeah. um, – who else? Um, I got uh, Matt Damon is all about uh, water Oh, yeah, safety. yeah, that's right. 
trying to think who else. Certain celebrities. It'd be great if they could make other scientists celebrities in the midst of it to let them do. You got Neil deGrasse Tyson. You got the Bill Nye from the old school days. He's coming back with a new Netflix show. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, Who else do you got? That's a great science communicator that is in the sort of sphere lately. Lawrence Krauss. I don't know if you know that guy. He's see. That's what I mean. The names don't register with people. People know Carl Sagan. Yes. From, from the back in the yeah, day, yeah. Um, he, I'm trying to think. You can't really name that many great science communicators that are that people know. Bill Nye is the one for for millennials. That's right. And then they denigrate a macho on Fox News, get attacked. Yeah, yeah. He held his own. Yeah, I, I have some um, you know religious friends and religious family members too that'll sometimes just oh you're listening to Bill Nye again. Yeah, like, that's right. And they get mad because he's an atheist, and I'm a Christian, but I don't find I got friends who are an atheist, and it's it's refreshing sometimes to hear what they have to yeah, say. Yeah, there are different ways to look at life, and they're all there nuanced. Are. They are, and, and I it's, think we can yeah. clearly see that some fundamentalist um, ways, um, you know. Um, uh, look at Saudi Arabia and Iran, like different yeah, for sure. certain countries that have their very entwined with their religious um, background and, the, and yeah. their, their their sort of way of living. That is just it's just it's 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 different, but we're, we can all see that like there are extremes in in all cases. Yeah, you know, you got evangelical Christians in certain extremes that are, sure. think a certain way, but everybody, I believe has a nuanced belief and structure right. in their 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 picture of the big picture. I believe yeah. everybody has their own individual one. Yes. Even if they go to a Lutheran church or they go to a this uh, kind right. of church, they might that's just the church they go to. And right. That's just their family they brought up in. But yeah. I don't believe I I don't believe that it's just basically impossible to argue that everybody in the say let's say one church has the same belief system. They all that's have right. nuance. They, they do and that's and so they we need to find a way to behave towards each other without violence. Yes. And this might be like... No I, punching Nazis. That's right. So everything is bullshit but the open hand. And that's what it means. No violence. So that means no... Like when you talk about your politics, are you talking violently about your opposition? When you are a teacher, do you talk violently about your students? When you're a student, do you talk about... Like we, our language of violence, how we talk about women yeah. uh, as men. Oh, that, I just saw... A po- speaking of talking about mm-hmm. women, I just saw a Polish um, a Polish um, politician today. It was the craziest video ever. And he went on and said something like... Uh, he was in, in front of their, their parliament or wherever they yeah. have in Poland. And he said uh, something literally like... He was smiling and saying, you know, well, women should be paid less than men because they're weaker, less intelligent, yeah. and less <laughs> capable. And then he had like this smirk. And yeah. this, you're like... What? You're doing the Trump thing, but you're not even trying to hide it. Like you're just like openly. I I was out with my wife, and a and a friend of mine said something like it. He he said something like, you know, women. Bottom line, I don't want to start anything, but women shouldn't be on the front line of battle. Like, what are you? And my and my wife said, what are you talking about? Well, it's just just a fact. And and now, who was he saying this for a motivation? I don't. There's no to protect them or to because they're they're weaker, so they couldn't. He's just saying it to anger my wife, and she just said, (laughs) "Show me your facts." And I'm like, "Oh no, she's got she's a pit bull." She goes, and she's very kind and lovely, but she's very smart. Yeah, he felt challenged, and he was mad, and she was, oh gee, yeah, these people say things. It's it's really tough, and it's tough for me not to think violently about, ah. That's so ridiculous. And it's just, you kind of hope those people um, aren't making a difference than what guy in Poland you're talking about. But the rise of yeah. populism, whatever yeah. that word even means. I mean, sure, yeah. I'm still trying to figure that out, yeah, too. Yeah, but it's scary. And the things, you know, with the Donald Trump thing, with what he said about women on the bus. and that Yeah, that's not... Even did, you that go one... the, did you go to the Women's March? No, I didn't. I, I went to Toronto with my wife. Cool. We went and she and uh, what do you Ashley, think about the whole yeah. women's march thing? And how was your experience? Was, it was awesome. 
Do you know great. about Do you know about Linda Sarsour? No. Are you onto this controversy? No. Okay. I mean, it's so interesting. Again, this is kind of the nuanced um, way of looking at things. Is that for some reason you got this idea out there that either the women's march was great right. or it was a travesty. And I don't subscribe yeah. to that. I, I think that yeah. there's it was it, showing democracy and, and protesting was, is great. Is it yeah. is a classic kind of democratic thing that we all sort of believe in. But then yeah. there's this thing where certain aspects of it, like Linda Sarsour, is this Palestinian Brooklyn born a person now. This woman who's oh, become yeah. this. Yeah, all sorry, right. Yeah, she's she's one of the stuff. organizers, yeah. and and uh, yeah. she was accused of certain things. And then you had some celebrities and Bernie Sanders for one yeah. tweeting, "I stand with Linda." Or and it was. Uh, but there's this thing where she's tied her. She has family members that have. Um, that are tied to the Muslim Brotherhood, and she right. said rude things about Ayan Hirsi Ali, about female uh, genital mutilation, and she yeah. said uh, jokingly, kind of, she'll say things about Sharia law, like, hey, it's, it's not bad, you get your no interest, and wink, wink, like, there's these things where you're like, okay, I, don't, I can't tell if this person's j- actually right. for women's rights, because right. she's, they're talking about, um, you know, there's controversy where they... Right. And, you know, you're going to demand of any leader some sort of Christ-likeness that they don't have. So you're going to... So it's... For the Women's March, it was... I know for my end, it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. I mean, there are th- when we got there, there are some crazy signs. Yeah. That were super offensive. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. In Toronto? I, oh, yeah, yeah. And I looked over... I mean, there's only some. There's all these other ones. Then there's these hugely political signs about Donald Trump. But yeah. then there was there was other there was kids there that were just happy. They were they had nice signs. They were glad to be together. It was a sort of just it was empowering. It wasn't all negative. I mean, some of the speeches were too long, and my wife could see I was <laughs> getting annoyed. And so she always says, um, you know, you got to remember what Thumper says. And I was like, I don't I don't know. I don't want to even think about Bambi. But she said it's. You know, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So yeah. now I just say thumper. I'm like, okay, thumper. There's a lot of political. There's a lot of people wanting to get their words out. But yeah. overall, the the march was, oh, it was it was it was really cool to see all those people together. It was very peaceful. Yeah, people were gentle and kind with each other. See, and that's and, great. And, yeah. and but then you can also kind of look at the the criticisms and, and just kind of sure. understand. There's going to be criticisms of any yeah. sort of movement like that. Yeah. And and in you know, not even all of them were partisan, but some of them were just like from sort of the centrist people. Like, okay, we get it, but but like, is there like I, from an outsider, for example, you know, if I were to ask, okay, what I know it's a women's march, what were they protesting against? And then I can go to directly, I can read the signs. But right. like we we're talking about before, everyone has these nuanced opinions. That's right. So within it, it's a mosaic. You're gonna read a subsection of the sign, sure. and it's gonna say "fuck Trump" or something. Totally. And you're be like, okay, that's yeah. what this is about. Well, yeah. On the, okay. And then no. there was others who were there was the anarchists. So I thought, oh boy, you know, I, I, but they they were there. They were, they were they didn't do anything. There wasn't that many of them. And then I mean, part of the march was just a march of solidarity, not maybe totally a protest, but just a sign of I you know I stand together for women's rights. Yeah. And, and there's a myriad of women's rights. I know there is an anti-abortion group yeah. who felt they were not included because they were a women's group, but they were also pro-life. Oh yeah, and they got dismissed I, from yeah, it or something, But right? I have a feeling it's uh, you know, that's not really I don't think they're being totally I don't I I can't speak for them. So I I think it it seems unfortunate that that they that they used it to say it wasn't fair. Uh, I think there was a lot of space. It was very positive. As I said on my Facebook wall, when someone criticized yeah. me, he said, um, uh, human rights, Trump, um, right. women's rights. And I said, no babies got murdered 
at the rally and all the fetuses were fine they seemed pregnant people looked happy to be pregnant it was okay yeah yeah it's a tough time it is a tough time and it's a tough time to find your sort of footing as a individual and kind of make a balanced and great opinion on sort of what's going on today in the world because mm-hmm. there's so many minute details to things and also yeah. it, that like we said earlier about the people who voted or supported trump for one reason or another, have yeah. been, are now supporting him for others that they're just because they're being brought along on yeah. the whirlwind, and they they, yeah. they don't want to admit that okay, I was wrong. He yeah. really is an, uh, an yeah. idiot. Yeah, I and mean, what are we gonna? Yeah, and what they're like, I uh, you know, Hillary, um, the political correctness stuff. So I moved towards uh, the right. And I voted right. for Trump, but then but then you're like, really? This is yeah. the guy? Like yeah, how maybe could, a, maybe yeah. a populist kind of some other, you know, um, Dan Carlin does. Uh, hardcore history and he also does this podcast called um i don't know he has a current events one as well but he says you know he was hoping for he, he was hoping for a political outsider and he's yeah. like no this is this is not the one i was hoping no. for but you, yeah it's just it's just the worst guy to be that guy right is it was it the dark knight that said it wasn't the hero they wanted but the hero they deserved something oh, okay. like that is it is trump what did, did they deserve it i don't think so but it sounded like a quick, nice little phrase there. But he also, uh, I mean, if you look at who he was up against in the Republican side, he didn't have that much good competition. It either. was a strange. It's it's. I I really thought it would um, destroy the party and then give hope and rise to something new. Mm-hmm. Now it but seems both parties are destroyed. It does. And something new needs to come out. Something new needs to rise. It'd be nice. The new center. I've it, been yeah, searching for this yeah. idea. And whatever center means, ever for, like, what does that even look like? But maybe people who can, maybe there'll be, maybe there can be something else where we don't think of politics as a line mm-hmm. that goes left or right, yeah, or up or down or whatever. But it, yeah. it's um, I issue I, by issue, yeah. uh, it's called got to be something about sober honesty. Yeah. That's what it's got to be. You get, yeah, and I hope it's for hard. change. Politi- poli- politicians always lie. They've they always do. lied throughout no elect- history. No electoral reform in Canada after all. Yeah, exactly. But you know yeah. what? It's funny. I don't want a lower right. electoral I changed my mind. Yeah. I, at first, I was for it, and then some had it explained to me, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I actually like yeah. the system. Yeah. It's weird how things like that work, it's, right? And all systems are flawed. I mean, I always tell my students, that might be like my, my religious sin nature thing where, you know, all systems are flawed. And so we try our best to live within them. Here, you watch The Wire? Watch the first few seasons. Oh, man. Season four. Oh, yeah? It's about Is that education. when Method Man comes in? I don't know. That's, uh, that's three, I think. Okay. He's a, a, oh, I don't know. Season it's four, more. anyways, is uh, education. Oh, okay. But I highly recommend it, season Maybe four. Maybe I'll jump back yeah. on that train. Yeah, season three was a little bit of a dip, in my opinion. But season four, just, I mean, because The Wire is all about systems. And you're working with within them and they're all flawed and you're trying your best and it's just i love the wire how it expo it shows both sides of the sort of criminals exactly. and the police in 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 very human light exactly and, and it's the, based on based on true events right that's the right wiretapping. that's right that's all that's written by a ex-cop and a um journalist i think but i mean in the end it's it the the bad guy is the system or whatever it is this this something you can't grasp at there is yeah. something there that's driving us apart, and we, uh, uh, yeah, we. It's hard to, and so when I think about we talking about just the teaching, I keep try to keep that in mind. Students coming in, there, it's so rough. You're trying to make sense of the world, yeah. Right? Hormones, uh, hormones, and then they got the news on, and I'm trying to get them to to study for a a Hamlet test, and they're listening to to 
Black Panther hip hop music. Yeah, killing the president. That's right. That's yeah. what I was listening to in high school. That's dead right. Prez. Right. Dead. Literally, their group is called Dead Prez. The Dead Presidents. Not no, just Dead, dead Prez. Oh. But how they should be arrested just by the name of their group. Right. That's, right. That's they're showing you something. Then if that wasn't enough, they have a song called Assassination. So is that like punk hip hop or just? Yeah, it's kind of right? it's kind of like uh, literally like Black Panther linked. Hip hop, like I think Tupac was oh, kind okay. of exhibiting that too, because he had like right. the Black Panther background and stuff. Yeah, I like that version of hip hop that had, uh, you know, I was learning about um, Huey P and Huey Newton and all that a little bit recently. And like, I got the Malcolm X book recently. Just started that uh, one, Alex Haley. Yeah, wrote with him. Yeah. All right, great. Because um, you know, I've always been into hip hop, and they're always yeah, Nas is always dropping Alex Haley and stuff. Like, yeah. they always talk. So the just it's such an interesting movement um where where the 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 african-american community had to like rise up with like arms you couldn't and then it became this theme and this branded yeah. thing this really yeah. great brand yeah and then how they how they worked with like the weather underground and like the yes. anti-vietnam guys and, like yeah the, if people don't know they got to watch the the weather underground documentary that was one of the yeah. most mind-blowing things because was before my time so i yeah. didn't know all the details but like yeah all that stuff was so inter- interesting times the cultural they call it the cultural revolution right the the in america like the, yeah and the lsd going around and all right. that stuff there's a whole lot of i mean i don't know i said i i said i think lee harvey oswald was the shooter but there is there is a lot there that we have glossed over or ignored or we just don't know about and just uh like there are um yeah, the weather other ground i learned about that through wikipedia right there that you was go. just uh following a couple links and so it's, it's amazing. I'm glad you, you brought it up. There. Yeah. There's um have you watched the new OJ documentary? The eight part one that yeah, yeah, the eight oh, part yeah. one. That one was an, that was helpful for me to kind of open my mind about race relations a bit more that I didn't realize when I watched the OJ case. Very so, interesting it, very interesting case and time because it was right. uh, again as this was on the cusp of the technological revolution right. in the sense of social media where that that I remember being like whatever I was three four five whatever old I was when that thing yeah. one of the earliest odd memories of seeing something on TV because it was on yeah. TV so much I remember like bringing at my mom's it was on TV at my grandma's it was on TV like people right. were always watching this thing but yeah like seeing all the details and horrific details with photos yeah and it was horrific and it it, it put you at a loss and then it's funny at the yeah. end because he like moves to Miami and starts doing yeah, a bunch of blow that, and I, rapping I didn't know he was a I, you weren't you, you didn't realize that he I had knew, a rap career I knew going Shaq on. had a rap career yeah. I knew David Hasselhoff had a rap song yeah yeah I didn't know that Jim that, Carrey has a Busta Rhymes uh, rap oh, song wow. Uh, yeah, Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld's on a Wale rap mixtape. Really? Yeah. Walking Phoenix pretended he was. Yeah, see, there's all these uh, different. Uh, yeah, but OJ it, it opened up my mind because at, at a moment I felt at a loss when I was watching it. Like, what, what do you do? You got the race riots. You have this. You have so truth. This was a great one to watch. But what is the truth? And, and really, in the documentary, the truth is Ron Goldman and Nicole Brown were murdered. And that then they, yeah, because by O.J. Simpson, yeah, yeah, that is the truth. And, and they we, won that in the civil they, court thing that's right. after. So there but is not a, the original, and case. there is a truth. And you saw in the and the Oscars, it was a really good um, speech. He was a psychopath. Guy. The fact that yeah. he went to that her funeral, doped up on opiates, yep. was the not funny, but like, what's the word for a very macabre, like, like dark, dark humor? Dark humor. Yeah. Is there a more specific word for it? Come on, <laughs> I'd say Future. black black comedy. Sure. I don't know. There, yeah, there's a word. It was some, but it was morbid. So, yeah, more very morbid when they explained. Yeah. Um, I never knew that detail that he'd gone to her Nicole's uh, funeral 
and the family was just flabbergasted yeah. that he was there and he was like doped up and he had like sunglasses on or something weird yeah. and he said a bunch of weird stuff it's like yeah what a weird guy but yeah. but but black people at that in that moment again i wasn't there it was before my time but right. from what you read in the news and you see the the different groups and that people were cheering and they and you look at the history of it for la it was he was not about what really happened but what was happening in general or, or i mean i don't i it's hard it, to speak it to was it, a, it was just... a, it was um a projection to the masses of yeah. what this case was and what it was it right. was a what it was about right and the lawyer the legal team was was i forget all the who's the main guy johnny, uh, Jerry, cochran, johnny cochran robert and shapiro shapiro yeah. yeah shapiro is the kardashian relation no that was That's, kardashian oh the oh yeah <laughs> That's right. shapiro was not yeah. related to the that bobby was, bobby kardashian bobby kardashian. Robert kardashian yeah yeah, yeah. um they just they made it into a race thing right and essentially so, and so you think about donald trump's presidency then it's a goal on that it's people are you know if they're voting they might be voting on something else that that or they probably are they usually are it's usually they're one usually, issue or two it's issues one issue two issues or it's a whole compound they didn't know he's going to let the coal factories dump their shit in the oceans now right. they they didn't know that they just no. voted on Oh, she's too politically correct. Right. I don't so like I'm her, go this I don't way. like her face. I don't or there's other Hi, things. Everybody. I, I'm Hillary yeah. Clinton. Yeah. I, that was my Hillary Clinton impression. Well, that was impression. That's I'm working on it. You're working on it. Mm-hmm. Are, are, um, you know, the comedy club is downtown. Now, like it's right I can I haven't walk. Been it's yet. a block. I'm going to start doing open mic there. Just All right. be utter shit for like 5 years and then I'll probably be good. Just takes practice. Yeah. Uh, David, do you remember David Jackson? Or he was probably after your time. No. Yeah, uh, he came in 2008, but he's been doing, he's a collegiate grad, been doing stand-up comedy oh, okay. there. Nice. I, yeah, I really out. haven't checked it out yeah. yet, but uh, might as well. Yeah. But yeah, we yeah we live in interesting times. It's hard to make sense of things. I think about if I ever had kids, what that would even look like. How do you raise them? What do you, what, how, what do you, what do you say to them? Yeah, right? it's daunting. Yeah. I think I would do an okay job. Yeah. You know, I think um, I would give my kids sort of a balanced approach to life and just let them figure out things on their own. Give them some space, not too much space, but don't confine them too much. Right. You have a wide yard. There'd still be a fence somewhere, but they might not. uh, A barbed wired fence. Right. Or an electric one. Get the, you know, the little zap if they get in here. Yeah. Yeah. The wall just got 10 feet higher. That's right. That's right. Man. Well, um, let's. um, So, Yeah. I uh, just want to thank you for doing this again, oh, Mr. Thank Mr. You Mr. Very H. And uh, maybe your pops will come on here one day, and he can. Oh he can, yeah, uh, you know I I, I can. He talk can corroborate all it. the information that you've given about him. Right, right. Yeah, he he could maybe try to correct that mistake he made that one time. But uh, and um, yeah, be sure to guys. Be sure to give him a ratemyteacher.ca uh, rating. Oh, thank uh, just you very be honest. Much. You don't have to do the five star thing. Just whatever that's you right. feel. Yeah, don't be too honest. <laughs> Okay, well, that's it. That's it, folks. All right. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. Okay. It was fun.